0: Hey there, friends. I am excited to have another episode of the Render Podcast up for y'all. We are in the midst and ending our series on the spaces that you use to store your pieces. And this is kind of the last piece of the puzzle. And you might enter this stage a few times in your business. That is the multi-storage stage, meaning you have a couple warehouses, or maybe you have a couple storage units, or maybe you have a Combination of a warehouse and a storage unit. And we kind of talked a little bit about that in the growing stage two episodes ago. But we're going to dive in a little deeper into the multi storage stage of your business. So tune in, grab a notebook and a pen or your Slack notes if you're like me. And we're going to get into this week's episode. Hey there, you're listening to the Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm KM, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. talking about the last piece of your storage solutions for your rental company. So there has been a few different pieces in our business and in time periods that we had to have a couple different areas that we stored our awesome rentals in. And currently in real time, because you know, we love transparency. We are considering having multiple storage Warehouses because we are growing out of our teeny tiny little place that isn't really that small. It's just under 10,000 square feet, but it feels small because we've filled it to the brim. And so we are actually currently looking for space. And um, so it's fresh on my mind, which is why we're doing a podcast series on it. But the multi storage stage means that you might have a few different places that you're storing your items. If you remember back two episodes ago, we talked about the time period of growing your business and how sometimes you start in that storage unit stage then you get a small warehouse that you can uh, store your items in and sometimes we grow out of that small storage and sometimes we have to use another one if you remember from that episode I told you about the time that we had 1500 square feet and quickly filled that sucker up and so we had to have storage units and then not only did we have storage units, we either had to get way more storage units or we had to get a second warehouse. And so we had a second warehouse. I told you a little bit about that. And we have found ourselves in a place of business where we didn't really know, which most of you were in the same place. We didn't really know where our rental company was going to be going because we didn't have the data to back it up like we have in years past due to the pandemic and how it was affecting our business. And so we ended up signing another lease on the place that we have earlier this year when there were still so many unknowns and still so many things that we just didn't have an answer on um due to the last couple of years. And so there was a lot of pressure put on us. And when you try to move 10,000 square feet worth of stuff and you still have a little bit of room, um, we had to make a decision. And now we're faced with the reality that we have too small of a space for our current uh, way of doing business. And so um, in real time, we're looking at either sub-renting our place out and finding another place and, or going to the multi-storage stage. So I'm going to bring you into kind of our internal communication and what that looks like in real time, how we are deciding whether we go and get a second place and what that looks like. So I hope that you tune in and really listen and take some notes if you find yourself in this stage. And if you don't find yourself in this stage yet, you can listen and remember it when you are in this stage or perhaps you bookmark this episode and come back to it when you're ready to listen in again. Sometimes I will listen to podcasts and then I will re-listen to the same podcast again maybe a couple weeks or a couple months later and I usually have new insights than I did the first time because I have different experiences between the first and second time that I listen to that episode and it helps me realize or have an insight into something new. And so I hope you do that with this episode and with this podcast really in general, because I find it that you might pick up a little something extra because some of us are distracted, some of us being me. Anyways, let's get into the meat of this episode. So, um, like I said, in real time, we are dealing with this and we have in the past. And so, we're taking some of those insights and applying them to our decision now. But we have new insights and we have new ways that we're doing business today than we were back then. Technology is a thing that has increased and evolved before, um, you know, during this time that we last were having multi storage spaces and now. And so, a little bit of the same type of rhyme and reason went into then as we are right now. Um, a lot of it also, you might have to have a couple of things that you're dancing around. So, for example, in our business right now, I have two years left on my lease, and I either have to have two places that I'm storing things, or I have to figure out if someone can subrent my place. And if they can, they have to be approved by my landlord. I don't really want to sign up for two different uh, lease payments if I don't need this big of a space and I have a bigger space somewhere else. And so there typically will be quite a bit of moving parts in the midst of trying to figure this out. Okay. So just know going into it, there's going to be a few different paths that you can take and you might just have to, um, kind of noodle on it for a little bit and, um, really make sure that you are dotting your I's and crossing your T's um, because you can't just make a decision and hope it works because there might be some other pieces that involve that. Um, Some quick solutions that might be able to help you in the quick term because sometimes this kind of juggling between a few different parties that you're talking to and figuring out the next best move for you Sometimes you can't wait and sometimes this process takes 3 6 sometimes even 9 months to figure out. And so if you s- seriously are hurting for space, there are so many options to help you out. There is temporary storage options like a storage unit. While it might not be the most convenient or the easiest thing, sometimes it's the best thing for the moment because that's are typically month to month and you don't have to sign up for a long-term lease. The other options that I would recommend is if you have a parking lot or if you have an area that is dedicated to your building outside, consider getting a pod um, that you can have that storage on site right next to you. We're fortunate at our place that we have a big parking lot with a gate that locks. And so that's something that we are looking into right now um, as a solution for how we can Uh, expand a little bit within our own walls. Other places are a couple different warehouses that have actually opened up in the DFW area which I presume have opened up in other big cities as well is this um, kind of like a co-working space like a common desk or something of that matter and it's really a warehouse co-working space meaning you have um, these, like at those places, there's cubicles or there's offices that you have dedicated to you. It's these little storage unit warehouse type of deals that you can have like a couple thousand square feet all the way up to 5,000 square feet per unit. And you share the space and you have like a delivery service that accepts packages or mails out packages for you within those walls. And so there's some really, really cool things that are available to us today that weren't available to us four or five years ago. So definitely look into what your city and your town offer for some of those uh, more immediate needs for you. But then also look at what questions you need to be asking your current landlord um, and the landlord or the real estate commercial um, agency that You might be working with to find these other places Um, a service that I like to use when I'm looking for new space whether I'm looking for a second space or for a brand new space to move to and it's totally free and you don't have to have a real estate agent is a site called loopnet l-o-o-p-n-e-t loopnet you can type in an area so for us we would type in Dallas Texas or design district of Dallas And it'll show all of the places that have commercial leases that are in my area. Now, of course, it's not going to be like um, a real estate agent can pull up. Um, Imagine a comparison to um, finding a home to live in, real estate for residential. Zillow is incredible and Realtor.com is incredible and you can see a whole lot of things. But as a real estate agent, the MLS can show you more. And so LoopNet is similar. So LoopNet is kind of like a Zillow for commercial leases. But a real estate agent is going to be able to pull additional information, maybe some layouts or some floor plans of the warehouses and so much more. And so it is really helpful to have a real estate agent who's licensed in the commercial world that knows this and can tell you and educate you more on um, kind of current Uh, ways of how they're doing it and what the market is doing. The commercial real estate market has fluctuated quite a bit in the nation, not just Dallas, but really everywhere due to so many things that affected from the pandemic. So many companies closed, so many companies went to a work-from-home type of situation, and they don't need a place anymore. And so the market's kind of doing a little bit of a weird thing right now. but. there's quite a bit of inventory available in DFW, and I'm going to guess in other places as well. So I would highly recommend using an agent that really knows their stuff and knows the area that you want to be in. If they don't know the area, then they might not have relationships with some of these landlords, which means there is less room for negotiation when it comes to that. Now, something that I've also learned is that sometimes if you have a lease and it's not like a five-year or 10-year lease or seven-year lease or anything like that, it's a shorter term lease that you have to fulfill, sometimes these real estate brokers and agents, their offices will pay some of your lease as kind of an offset to you getting another place. Typically, that's more for if you're going to get one of their properties because it's kind of a win-win for them, but that is something that you can ask an agent and see if that's something that they are willing to negotiate with, because that can help you a lot on the financial side of moving. Now, if you are going to do two places, which is the basis of this conversation, my biggest advice to you would be to make sure that you don't have to travel far and If you can, you don't have to travel by a vehicle to get to your second location. If you can luck out and have your current location and maybe you need a second uh, property to help you um, store these pieces, can you find somewhere that is walking distance or, you know, just a few steps away from your place? That is super important because if you have to get in a vehicle and drive, one, there's liability with that. Two. If you have a client that comes in, they want to see your warehouse and they want to see everything and you can't just walk, uh, you know, across the street or next door to see those things, it's going to be really tough to ask them to meet you at your office and then uh, travel to another place to see some of these things. It's going to become really, really tough. In addition, if you have another storage space and you have maybe new people on your crew, Understanding the organization of what goes where and which things go in which warehouses, it's going to be really, really hard to uh, make those calls and make sure you have your inventory in the right areas. And so, definitely having somewhere that is right next door or right across the street is going to be a lot better than having to travel to go to those warehouses. Also, somewhere that you can keep the connection with the entire team. I say this because at my last time that I had to have two warehouses, I had a 1,500 square foot warehouse and I had a 3,000 square foot warehouse. And they were, gosh, probably 20 to 30 steps away from each other and kind of a back alleyway in Texas. And it was tough because it was just far enough that it created some sort of a divide between our team. I don't know if it was just two completely separate buildings that made that divide happen or if it was just the kind of personalities, the staff that we had, but it was really tough because we didn't have the personal relationships and friendships with our entire team because it felt like it was so split. And so no going into a situation where you have your team split up between multiple areas, you're going to have to work at it to keep that unified team together okay so just make sure that's something that you are already aware of before it gets too late because what we have found is sometimes that separation when we finally moved into one place altogether, together it was tougher to kind of forge and force this relationship to happen when for two or three years we were separated And so it is important to make sure that you keep that at the top of your forefront mind that you don't lose that momentum with your team members, okay? Um, A couple other things you want to just be aware of is the cost of getting into another place. Sometimes people will match the um, per square footage net payment that you're making, but oftentimes, especially if you're doing it at different seasons of your business and maybe it's been a couple of years, sometimes those rates have gone way through the roof and they're so expensive now or sometimes they've gone so low that now you're overpaying in the place that you originally had. And so make sure that you know the terms of your own lease and you can match the terms of the lease that you're trying to get close or if not the exact same as your current lease. If there are certain provisions or things within the lease that differ between the two, it's just going to be harder to keep track of which place allows me to do what. And so if you can get some sort of a similar or the exact same lease and the terms that are within those or the important things that are within those, that's really important. Well, I hope this has been a really helpful podcast episode for you. And I'm glad that you've been with us through this series of the storage spaces that you need to run your rental company. Certainly there is tons of um, things that we've all learned throughout the years. And so um, please use this as a guide and a place to start from to getting your space for your rental company. Can't wait to see you guys on the podcast episode next week. And it is officially December, so Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. I hope you are enjoying some time with friends and family.